This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast, helping take your leadership to the next level. My name is Sam, and I'm your host. And joining me today is Dr. Richard Blackbee. As always, Sam, great to be with you. It this is. beautiful, warm Atlanta more summer morning. Yeah, well, you know, it we're is not, summer. We're only in early May here, but it's the summer. It's yeah, summer it's, mid- it doesn't it doesn't take long for the the full force of summer to to awaken uh, once once it starts, and uh, we're definitely feeling that already here. Uh, well, today uh, on the podcast, uh, we want to look at um, just the fact that that uh, even if you've been a Christian for a long time, um, the fact that you have the Holy Spirit residing in you, um, nonetheless, uh, it is possible for you to drift. It is possible for your walk with God to not be all that it could be. And uh, we want to look at uh, some of the reasons why that could be the case and, and p- potential solutions. Yeah, you know, it, sometimes if you've been in a church service and just had a great time with God, or maybe you're just a wonderful season of, of uh, where you're every, seems like every quiet time is, uh, is powerful and God is speaking, you can kind of think, boy, I tell you, I just I don't, can't imagine ever not having this close walk with God, and I just love God so much, and worship was so awesome today, and God's presence was so real. But we're never very far away from having been removed spiritually uh, from a close walk with God. It can happen. It does happen to everyone, and that's why we need personal revival. and And I've just uh, been with enough people that uh, have asked me that and said, "Number one, how how did I get here? I, I I could never have imagined that my walk with God could have grown so cold or so distant. Mm-hmm. And then how do I get back? I don't want to stay here. What do I do to?" revive uh, have, be revived and uh, to have that close walk once again there's a there's a great verse in uh, Psalm 85 6 it just says will will you not revive us again so that your people may rejoice in you and and there's always that sense of uh, joy that's connected to revival when mm-hmm. when you draw near to God again there's joy uh, Psalm 16:11 of course says in God's presence is fullness of joy so when you're abiding in his presence, you're going to experience joy. And when you start to drift, you're not walking as closely with God. The, the joy is one of the first things to go. Mm. And I was just thinking about Psalm 63. You know, it, it so captures at times the feeling you have. It says, at uh, verse 1, it says, God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My, my body faints for you in a land that is dry desolate and without water so i gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory and so i think you've probably all of us at some point can identify with a time where we just felt dry and thirsty mm-hmm. uh, and just spiritually needy and uh and that's a time where we need revival and so some of the symptoms uh of your need for revival you might say well how do i i'm not sure if i need revival or not uh, a couple of the symptoms I just jotted down, one, as I've already mentioned, is a loss of joy. Uh, when you're walking closely with God, you can't help it. It's Joy is just a kind of a natural byproduct of walking closely with God. So that's always one of the first kind of warning signs in my own life personally um, that, uh-oh, something's happened. Maybe I'm not walking as closely as I used to. A, a second one would just be a love for God. Uh, you know, if you, if you love God... It, 
God's number one command to us, like in, in Mark 12, verse 30, is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the, that's the number one thing he wants from us. And, and God knows that if you love him that way, everything else will work out. You, you won't sin if you love God with all your heart and mind and soul strength. Um, you will obey him if you love him that way. And so, uh, of course, love is, is the first thing that goes when, when you need revival. And, and you, can, you can tell if you're really honest with yourself, if your love for God is uh, waning, uh, you start to struggle with obedience, things that you would have just automatically done before. Now you're, you're kind of having a hard time obeying. Uh, your worship can... Uh, can start to become perfunctory and ritualistic. Uh, it used to be that you'd tear up as you sang some of the great worship songs and you'd be overwhelmed, your heart would be full with the presence of God and love for Him. And, and now you can worship and it's kind of dry. Uh, and your, you know, your quiet times, you might still be having them, but it's more of a ritual. It's, a, it's just a discipline that you do, but it's not something you do because you love them. I find when you are, you're in a place of a need of revival, um, you you don't have victory in your life. Uh, all of a sudden, things you, you used to be just, you know, just knocking off victory after victory with God, and uh, uh, you know, every time God showed you something He wanted to do in your life, you were just all in, and uh, God was giving you another breakthrough and new you know new insights into His Word, and uh, God convicted you you need to be a witness at work, and so you you did, and. And people responded uh, favorably, and you took a step of faith, and God affirmed that and blessed that. And but now all of a sudden, you're kind of hard pressed to even think about the last time God won a victory in your life, and you realize, oh no, I've just kind of gotten into the sort of habit of just the the, the going through the motions and the, the ritual, but not the exciting breakthroughs I used to have. And, you know, another sign that you may need revival is just. You, you're not, you haven't heard anything from God for a while. His voice has gone silent. Uh, sometimes uh, the psalmist will say, uh, it seems as if God has turned his face away from me and he's not even paying attention to me anymore. The, there's, the, the relationship is broken and I'm not hearing God speak. And so, you know, always a good uh, test is just take time to think about what was the la- when was the last time that I felt like God spoke to me and he intervened in my life. He showed me something. Um, another symptom is that you, um, you begin to tolerate sin, uh, before you just knew full well, if this, this pleased God, it would break your heart too, that you would do anything that, uh, that, that, uh, disappointed God that, uh, dishonored him. But now you, you find yourself making excuses and you start justifying things. And the, the moment that you start justifying things that deep down, you know, is a sin, that's, that's usually a clear sign that, uh, you, you're in need of revival. Your your heart has turned, and now and I've I've seen lots of people do that, and I've been there before. Where, when, when you're walking really closely with God, you just don't tolerate stuff that dishonors Him. You're just very quick to turn from it, and you're you're embarrassed and broken about the fact that you even would have done something like that to dishonor mm-hmm. God's name. But but when you start to drift from God then suddenly you start being okay with some things and you start explaining things away. Uh, I also find that uh, another symptom can be if you, if you lose your love for God's people. You, you used to love to be in Bible studies. You used to love to get with God's people. But now you may still go to church, or, but you, you become critical of the, the pastor, or the staff, other people, the church in general. I can always just tell 
Uh, you know, because we, it's hard for us just to flat out admit, boy, just my heart's just turned away from God. <laughs> so instead, what we say is, well, I'm just kind of frustrated with my church. And uh, there's just a bunch of hypocrites there. And uh, the pastor, I just don't, not getting anything out of his preaching. And uh, we, we just have a way of blaming everybody else for why our walk with God is not vibrant anymore. And and oftentimes, uh, the, the reality is that we've drifted from God, and so we, just, we don't like to be around other people that are on fire for God. And maybe a last one is just we become self-centered. Uh, revive, the way you uh, experience revival is you become radically God-centered, and your focus in your life, uh, the, the things that give you satisfaction, the things that drive what you do, all come from God. But uh, but a sign that you need revival is when you've taken your eyes off of God and now you're focused on yourself and all of a sudden it's about you and your needs and your disappointments and how people treat you. And, and I, you can always just tell when a person just is constantly talking about themselves and what's their thinking, what they want and what they didn't get, um, then they probably are in a place uh, where they need revival. And, so, um, and maybe the last thing, just scripture itself, uh, when, when your heart's right with God, just about anywhere you turn in the Bible, you're having a new encounter with him and he's speaking and you're excited and you're underlining things and it's rich and truths are just popping off the page. But when all of a sudden you open that same Bible that you d- used to have such great encounters with God with, and now it just seems lifeless. You just, you're reading words. Uh, that, that usually indicates your heart is not in the right posture uh, to hear from God. And so it's just become a, a dry book to you instead of uh, God's living word. And so there's, you know, I, there's a much longer list of things that I could uh, highlight, but, but uh, those are some of the signs that just like driving your car and all of a sudden there's a, a warning light on the dash saying your oil needs changing or it's time for a maintenance check or a tire pressure is low. Uh, when any of those uh, symptoms start to creep up in your life, the quicker that you get on it, uh, the less damage, uh, the farther, uh, you know, the, the less far you may drift from him. And so those are some of the symptoms that just alerts me, uh-oh, I've... I've uh, I've maybe neglected some things in my walk with God. I better take care of that right away. Yeah, well, that paints a very clear picture, a very bleak picture hmm. uh, of, a, of a heart that has drifted from the Lord. And the good news is it doesn't have to stay that way. Yeah. And uh, after the break, we will look at uh, ways to revive us personally. Hello, I'm Richard Blackaby. I'm the co-author of Experiencing God. And here at the Blackaby Bible Institute, we're offering an online class of Experiencing God that people can take from around the world. No one had any idea back in 1990 when Experiencing God was first uh, published that it would be so life transforming and that uh, people would experience revival. They'd be set free from burdens they'd carried for years. I can't go anywhere in the world without people telling me how this material has changed their life. And so we offer it as the Blackabees, where we have all kinds of video resources, a live stream where you can submit live questions and um, get answers from myself and others, and just many different resources that will enhance your experience of taking experience in God. So I want to encourage you, if you've never taken the class before, or even if you have, the Blackaby Bible Institute will offer you more resources. Uh, than you could have gotten anywhere else. And so we look forward to studying with you. 
and we're praying that it will change your life as you do. Richard, before the break, we looked at the uh, symptoms. What does it look like? Uh, you know, what are the out, outworkings of, of uh, a need for revival personally? Uh, so maybe briefly, let's just uh, dive into some of those, the root causes uh, of those symptoms that we looked at, and then uh, look at the remedy uh, for those. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, there's a number of causes that can lead uh, to your need for revival. Uh, the big one, of course, is sin. Um, it only takes one sin. Uh, to completely disrupt your walk with God. And you never take sin lightly. Uh, I've had people try to justify it and say, well, I do all these things for God. I witness to people. I read my Bible. I tithe and so on. But I just, uh, you know, I've got this weakness for lust or I, I, uh, I, you know, there's some pride in my life that's unchecked or uh, whatever it might be. And it, you just, it's like saying, well, I just have a little bit of poison in my life. You mm-hmm. know, I eat all the, I eat all my vegetables, but I just take a cup of poison every day too. <laughs> it it doesn't have a dozen much. donuts a day, but yeah. I still eat carrots. So, uh, you know, the, that little bit of sin, it doesn't take much to disrupt things. And, uh, David said, of course, David was one of the most worshipful, God-loving people in recorded history. But, of course, he had some big sins. He committed mm-hmm. adultery, murder, stole someone's wife. Uh, and, uh, and then he just said, in, in Psalm 51, of course, is a, is a powerful psalm where he kind of processes that. And he says, um, my sin, in verse 2, or verse 3, he says, My sin is always before me. And uh, he'll say at various times, I, I, my sin was just wasting away, uh, in my life. I, I was wasting away because of my sin. And, uh, and when I finally confessed it and w- was set free from it, then it stopped having its powerful effect. But, but sin certainly, uh, it won't, the first place you need to really look, if, if you feel like your walk with God is not as vibrant as it used to be, take an inventory, just kind of walk through your life and consider the various sins that, uh, you might be susceptible to, and 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 if you find it, you may well realize. You know what? Ever since I let this into my life, uh, my zeal, my fervency for God, my love for God has waned, and uh, and I just need to I need to get this out as soon as possible. Of course, every time you go to the doctor, he's if you don't feel well, if you've got symptoms of um, of a problem, they start running through a battery of tests to try to find out well what could the cause be and. And just a spiritual lethargy, uh, spiritual dullness, a loss of love for God, those are all symptoms. Those aren't causes. Uh, mm-hmm. Something has caused you to, to feel that way, and, and that's typically sin. And so start taking that inventory and ruthlessly search through your heart and mind and life till you find it. A second thing would just be neglect. Uh, and, and of course, well, I tell you, that this can certainly be my life, and I spend all my time writing, reading, and speaking on, on the things of God, and yet uh, you, you can get so busy uh, serving God that you neglect your relationship with God. And, mm-hmm. and some of the people in most in need of revival are the people who work the hardest for God, who spend the most time doing God's stuff. Um, but they just neglect their own walk with God. I, there are pastors that way that spend all their time helping other people in their walk with God, but they neglect their own. And kind of like, uh, you know, now and then I'll see a doctor who is maybe grossly overweight and you just think, well, yeah. you spend all day long trying to help other people be healthy, but then you don't take time to care for your own health. And, 
And so that, as, a, as leaders especially, we spend a lot of time. We try to make our, our organizations healthy, our staff healthy, um, and then we neglect our own walk with God. And so uh, oftentimes it's just nothing more than just maybe you were well-intentioned. You were just so busy serving God that you didn't recognize that your own love for God was being neglected. Your relationship was not being tended. And just like a marriage, you may really love your spouse, but you don't, you just haven't had time to spend together, to talk together, to do enjoyable things together. And, uh, and all of a sudden you just realize your walk's not as close as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And the third thing would just be a loss of focus. Uh, uh, in the Bible, oftentimes revival comes when someone returns and, and turns their eyes back on God or, as what we read in uh, earlier, that God's presence, there's joy, and and uh, maybe you're just taking your eye off of God, and uh, now your eyes on yourself, your eyes on other people, and uh, and and now instead of joy, if you keep your eye on people, uh, and you just focus on them all the time, you're inevitably going to need revival because people will disappoint you. If you're watching the news all day long, and you're neglecting your walk with God. You're you're reading of scripture and so on, um, it's going to deaden you. Um, I, I don't think we realize how much the world can deaden our spiritual vitality. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hour after hour of watching the news on TV, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to still uh, keep the joy of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. And so at a certain point, you need to just stop focusing on those things that rob you of your vitality and your joy and your love and you need to really focus in on those things. And, and obviously one of the, the best ways, just regularly make your way back to the cross and just stand before the cross, look at Christ bleeding and dying for you. Uh, even though you were a sinner, a, a rebel, uh, ungrateful, wretch, uh, after all he had done, and yet he loved you enough to die for you. And you can't stand. You can't stand before the cross for very long without your heart being moved and uh, mm. convicted. That um, how could I have neglected someone who's done that much for me, who loves me that much? And so, uh, get your eyes back on Christ. And if you keep your eyes there, uh, revival typically follows. And uh, and then maybe just one other thing. And you know, I, I mentioned just sin, and and that's obviously the the biggest quencher of spiritual vitality but but a particular sin i would say is unforgiveness and that just seems to be one that comes up over and over again and oftentimes historically if a great revival swept out in a church or across a a land oftentimes it began with forgiveness where Mm. people maybe christian people maybe people going to the same church were uh, were upset with each other and they were divided and the church members were angry at each other and, or maybe family members were, uh, they, they were, uh, upset and, and not speaking to one another. And, and then the spirit of God just convicted them that, uh, they could not be a Christ follower that truly loved God with all their heart and yet not love their brother, their sister. And, um, and when they, experience forgiveness, then all of a sudden they were set free once again. And, and, and they'll just describe it as once I got my relationship right with my brother, when I confessed my sin, then they'll just say, I just suddenly was filled once again with the love, the joy of God. And I, then I realized what I'd been missing. I, you know, the, the, when you lose your vitality spiritually, it, it, it typically happens gradually like a slow leak. And you don't even notice that it's it's leaving you. Uh, you, you know, you don't just w- wake, you know, go to bed one night 
filled with the love of God and wake up the next morning spiritually dead. Like mm-hmm. that, that's, it, it takes a process. And so you don't know, you don't always notice how lifeless your walk with God's become and until you, until the joy returns. And then when you experience what it's like to have a vibrant walk with God, you think, wow, like that, I, why did I put up for so long with, uh, this walk and I could have had so much more. And so maybe just a couple of remedies. Uh, James 4, 8 says, uh, when you draw near to God, uh, he will draw near to you. And then it goes on to say, you know, wash your hands, O sinners. In other words, uh, repent of your sin, get clean up your act. Uh, when you draw near to the, to the holiness of God, uh, you can't help but have all of your sin exposed. And of course, that's what happened with Isaiah in chapter six. He he comes face to face with holy God and right away he's saying, woe is me because I'm a man of unclean lips. He, when you get close to God, then, then he immediately exposes any sin in your life. And apparently for Isaiah, was his tongue, his mouth was uh, a problem. So, uh, you know, draw near to him. Psalm 51 is a great, um, uh, Psalm where David just unpacks kind of how to return to him when you've sinned and you, your, your, your sin is weighing heavy upon you and you feel like the spirit of God is, he's not taken from you as, as it could happen in the old Testament, but, but it's easy to quench the Holy spirit, uh, to grieve the Holy spirit. And, and so to say, uh, Holy spirit, I, I want uh, to be restored in a right relationship with you and, uh, and let you be free once again, just to do in my life what only you can do. Uh, I, w- I would say, listen, if you're, feeling a little spiritually dry and destitute right now, uh, get around God's people, especially get around God's people that are vibrant and excited. Worship, you know, go back and worship. And sometimes you don't even feel like worshiping God. You feel distant. You almost feel like a phony to go to a worship service when, uh, you know, your heart's not on fire for him, but there's just something about getting back into a place of worship and just that posture of once again looking at God and reminding yourself what He's done, who He is, um, and get around people who are on fire for God. It's that's contagious. Uh, that that's you can catch that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so sometimes you don't if you if you're kind of spiritually uh, lifeless, then uh, you kind of feel like, oh, do I have it in me to be around a bunch of people on fire for Jesus? But but that's actually the very time you need to, because uh, it it throws in contrast where you are, and it can the spirit of God can certainly convict you when you see other people just completely engaged in in worshiping God and loving Him with all their heart. It certainly throws into contrast where you are, and the spirit of God can take that and just begin to convict you and uh, begin to set you free. and uh, And the, the last thing, maybe just to say, is um, just spend time in God's Word. Just um, and, and I know if, when you feel kind of distant from God, you can be reading the Bible and it can seem like it's, there's no life there, um, but just stay in his word and the spirit of God will just draw you to particular phrases or verses and suddenly the spirit of God will, as if he just underlines it and highlights it for you and says, this is, uh, this is for you. This is my word right now. And so uh, just stay in his word and, and stay time in prayer. Just if you need personal revival, you might just need to take a day or two and get away. Go, go stay in a hotel somewhere with your Bible and a notepad and just say, God, I'm, I just need to do business with you. I need to, I, I uh, by the way, if you, if you're in need of revival, uh, it's costing your family for you to stay in that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not spiritually vibrant, 
your kids are going to be watching a spiritually dead parent uh, that, um, and, and that's going to discourage them. It's going to confuse them. And your, your colleagues at work, the people that you relate to, uh, the people you might have witnessed to had you been on fire for Jesus, but now you're not. Uh, it costs people for you to stay in a state where you need revival. And so just don't, uh, we, we can all kind of drift there, but we don't want to stay there any longer than possible. And as, as soon as God begins to uh, show you that, uh, you need to, to, to take action. Put something on your calendar, take some extra time, maybe an extra heavy dose of just God's word. And uh, maybe, you know, get to a conference, uh, read a, a, a book of someone that was just on fire for Jesus. Just surround yourself with the testimony of people that have been there as well and, and read about how God deliver them and revive them. And, uh, don't, don't feel guilty if you're in a place of need of revival, because I think we're all susceptible to that. Uh, even the greatest like David had times where he, he needed to be revived again, but, um, but just don't stay there long. Uh, what, if you find yourself there, take action, make that a priority. I, I can't think of anything that's a greater priority in your life if you're in that place than to experience revival. And maybe just to finally say, you can't revive yourself. Only God by his spirit can revive you, but you can certainly lay the groundwork. You can mm-hmm. certainly prepare your heart. You can get your life in the, in position so that the spirit of God is free then to, to do what only he can do. So if, if any of you are listening today and you just would say, you know, I, I may be not in a terrible place, but well, I tell you, I, my, my walk with God has drifted a bit and it's not as vibrant as it should be or it has been. Then let me encourage you before uh, this week is done, take some action, get up a little bit earlier, spend a bit more time with the Lord. He wants you to draw back to him. And the, the moment that you begin taking steps in his direction, he'll come running back towards you. Well, this has been uh, just really good to remind ourselves that uh, uh, the need for revival can can just happen just by pure neglect, but uh, uh, to to be revived is a uh, takes intention, and uh, you have to be uh, diligent. And you're fighting that inertia that that uh, so often happens. And so, thank you for walking us through this. And uh, until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.